So glad that everybody can make it tonight. If you haven't been here before, my name is Candice and um, I help lead the women's group. And in a, just a minute, I'll, I've got just a short message because really I, what I love so much about this event is that we get to fellowship and we get to meet other ladies and we get to just kind of have fun and get to know each other and around like, you know, a common love of Jesus and mugs, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, so my sweet girl, Erin, she brought three presents and these are for the ladies that did what my post asked everybody to do is bring a friend, bring a mug, bring a friend. So that is no, okay. It has to be, here's the rules though. It has to be a friend that's never come before. Okay. If you brought a friend that's never come before to a women's meeting, raise your hand. We got one, we got two, we got three, woohoo! Okay, because good, I've got three presents. So Aaron, we're good. We were trying to think, they're like, what if there's more than three? Like, good job. I'm so proud of you guys. <clears throat> That's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's for the, for, for whoever, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> um, I know, I didn't designate that. You guys fight it out. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, again, welcome. I'm so glad you all came. Uh, who here came to our church the first time for Unfiltered? That was just one of my questions. Like, it was the first time you came to our church. So the first time you came, I'm like... <laughs> So the first time you came to our church was for the unfiltered event. Was that somebody? Nobody? Okay, darn it. Well, I was like hoping that'd be like, yeah, that was me. So I'd be like, yay, thanks for sticking around. You really liked us. <laughs> uh, but anyways, well, I will get on with tonight to no more silly questions. But first, I would love to just pray over you all. Um, I love, again, I love tonight because of the joy and the laughter and the fellowship. And I don't want that to just go away because I'm praying. So we're going to pray for continued joy and for overabundance of just that joy to overflow. But thank you, Father. Thank you so much for gathering all of these ladies tonight, your daughters into one place. And we just thank you, God, that um, you are just sewing a thread through all of us that we can um, get to know each other better, that we, we can cry with each other, we can laugh with each other, and we can just learn to do life with um, the women around us, Father, that you've given us this fear of women that are chasing after you, that want to go deeper with you, and that want to um, just live live in your footsteps, Father. And we just thank you so much for that, and we just love you, and we just pray joy and abundance of joy over tonight, God, and just for a peace just to rest um, on this place tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, okay, so for the last few weeks, um, all my friends and family can attest, I have been, like, busy, like, busier than I would like to be, running around crazy, we had unfiltered, I had, my, I started a business, like, a month ago, and that's been really good, like, all the things I've been praying for, really good stuff, but just a lot, and a lot of stuff that I'm like, wow, and we, we run a ranch, we homeschool, um, so I've had a ton of things going on, but all good things, right? Like 
I'm, I'm okay. I like being busy and I like things that are like the good things, you know? And then we had unfiltered and then I preached a week later <laughs> and it was just like, wow, all these things. But being busy and running on empty causes me to step away from a lot of things that give me strength. They give me um, things that fill my cup, right? And I'll forget things. Like I was just telling somebody that I forgot something that I have tomorrow night. Um, I'm like, man, I feel weak. I feel like empty of the things that I really need that will bring strength into my life. And so like I usually do, I'll get to like the end of the rope and then I'll like kind of freak out. And my husband's like, okay, (laughs) calm down, take a breath, you know? And I just, in my like one morning that I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to wake up and look at my phone really quick and then get back and then start working. I'm going to like open my Bible and get back to like the things that bring me joy, that give me an infilling. And I just remember kind of like sad one morning. I was just like, man, like God, would you just give me a fresh word for the season that I'm in? I just want something that you're personalizing just for me. Like, I don't know. Is that, am I the only selfish one in the house today? <laughs> I know. Like, I, I just remember saying like, Ma, I just want something that's just for me for the exact situation that I'm in right now. And I didn't get anything. <laughs> I didn't get anything. And I was like, okay, fine. So I just started reading my Bible. And of course, in God's word, I find what I need. And I don't know why I got to this place where I was just thinking that I needed this fresh, personalized word from God when, like, God's word isn't stale, right? The Bible isn't stale. It says that it's the living, breathing word of God. And it's been created for us to live with, you know, thousands of years after it was written, right? Um, So that was one of the things that I just, I wanted to like, unless you've forgotten, I know I forget sometimes. And this whole message is about what God's preaching to me. (laughs) So when I'm like talking about this, I'm like, man, this is what I'm going through y'all. But I wanted to look at 2 Timothy 3.16. And um, that's one scripture that I just love because it tells you exactly what the word of God says. And it says here, this is the Passion Translation. And then I think, yep, she's going to bring it up there. Um, It says, every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. So right then and there, it says what it does, right? It gives strength for you to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Um, And I want to think, like, if we want to think of our heart as a cup, so like as that really nice mug that fits in your hand, when it starts to run empty or dry out, like thinking of that as your heart, it's because we've stepped outside of the only thing that can fill us up, which is God's word and abiding in him and spending time with him, right? I know for me in the last few weeks, even though I've been doing stuff at church, preaching, doing unfiltered and everything, I was a lot of times 
when I got to the end of that whole season, I was like, I am dry right now. I am worn out. I am tired. Don't even talk to me about a rise in a couple years. I don't want anything to do. <laughs> like, and it wasn't the women or it wasn't that. It was just a lot in one season. And I'm sitting there like, you know, feeling sorry for myself, complaining, all of those things. And God was just simply like, hey, take a breath. Stop complaining and come back to where you know where you get your strength from. Um, his, the Bible is God's word. Like, it is directly, even though he had men write it down, he inspired them to write it. So it, he, his voice, it is his breath that is in this book. And it is the manual for our lives. I know, like, us parents complain, like, this kid did not come with a manual. But, like, God's like, I'm giving you, this is the manual for your life. I know, I still wish they came with manual, right? But this is actually pretty good for parenting. If anybody wants to dive into that deeper, this has all of your answers. It really does. For every situation, it may not be personalized down to like the exact thing, but man, Jesus walked through some trials on this earth and he conquered and overcame all of them. Everything that we're going to go through, he came through it. If you think about like rejection, if you think about persecution, if you think about hate, jealousy, anger, all of those things, like Jesus, man, he overcame and he had to deal with those. He was fully human, right? When he walked on this earth. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we think that we need the newest self-help book that just came out, or we need to listen to this podcast. I'm a podcast listener. I love them. But, or we need to go and go to this seminar or go to this conference or whatever to get something fresh from God or get something new in our lives. And so many times it's really here. And the biggest thing that I wanted to go to was that um, it's, his word talks about that too. Like he brings up that exact subject that, you know what? It's, it's in here and listen to my words, keep them in your heart, like meditate on them, right? And um, so I wanted to take us to Proverbs 4.20. We'll start in Proverbs 4.20. That was one that when I was just thinking about this subject, because I talked to Ashley Martinez today and she's just like, girl, just share what, share, what did we say, Ashley? Where are you? <laughs> share what you need. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. Yes. Share what you need. And I was like, that's really good. That's what I'm doing. That's really good. Even though I don't have it all figured out, at least I'm going to share what God's doing and what he's showing me. Right. Um, so Proverbs four, let me get there. Proverbs four 20. And it says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. I'm going to stop right there. So in that scripture, it says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. And I love like looking at words that like those words stick out to me in that. And it means that all, everything that he says to us, all that he has to say to us is something that we need to pay attention to and listen to. So many times we'll just like burn through scriptures, especially in the Old Testament. There's sometimes where you're just burning through genealogies. You're burning through these things because at that moment they don't mean something to you. But 
there's so many times where like something, I'll hear something on the news or I'll see something and I'm like, gosh, I think there's a scripture about that. And I'll go back and it's like in Hezekiah or something. And I'm like, gosh, I don't even remember reading that, but this is, it's there. And that's where I really believe that it's like, that is the living, breathing word of God. When we eat it, when we read it, that's what they talked about. Rabbis talked about when you read and study the, the scriptures, they, it's kind of weird to think about it, but they say that you're actually eating it. You're taking it in and it's giving fuel to your body. Cody's like looking at me. She's like, that's what I do. I love it. <laughs> that girl, she's like full of the word of God. I love it. Like if you have any questions, talk to Cody because she's got it. She eats this all the time. But like, I love that because it's like, it gives, gives you something. It's not just to spend 10 minutes or an hour of your morning. Like it actually gives you um, satisfaction, sustenance. It fills you up with something. So if you think about that, that's what the rabbis talked about is they talked about you're eating these scriptures, you're eating the word of God. And which is kind of cool because then Jesus, what did he say that he was? He was the bread of life. And he like told the disciples, <laughs> like everybody, like eat my body and everybody's like grossed out. But like, He's like, I am the word of God, y'all. Like, do you not understand? I am like fulfilling all of these things. Okay, back to all of it. So everything in all. And then it goes on um, into 21. It says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Uh, so what I was looking up in this this part of the scripture um, in This is the Passion Translation that I'm reading from, but in the New King James, it says, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in your heart. And something that we do a lot in homeschooling is repetition. And I've heard this before. There's a lot of people that are like, "Uh, there's conflicting things on repetition. But I've heard this, this, and I I believe it, because this is how I learn, is repetition is the mother of learning. So the more you do something, the more you read something, the more you memorize something over and over in your head, like you do learn it, right? Like I'm sure you guys all remember like your home phone number growing up or your best friend's home phone number, right? We can't remember, I saw the meme, like you can't remember your password that you just made yesterday though, but you can remember your best friend's home phone number. (laughs) I can still remember, I can just tell you it right now. Um, but that's something that I think is kind of lost in the culture that we have today. We have everything. I don't have my phone on me, but everything is right here. Like so many times my husband got like an, if he got a new phone number, like I, if I wouldn't be able to call him for him because I wouldn't probably have it memorized because it's right there. And so many times we think, oh, I've got, I've got the Bible on my phone. Like I don't need to like, you know, meditate on it. I don't need to read it over it. I don't need to memorize that scripture because I've always got it in my phone, right? But I, I, and I've said this before, and I don't mean to put like the fear in people, but there may be someday soon, maybe it's longer that we might not be allowed to have Bibles. Like, I'm sorry, but that's like something that I'm like, we need to be eating this. We need to be reading this every day and getting it on the inside of us. And I'm not speaking that to put fear in you, but I am saying like, wake up, Make sure you're getting that on the inside of you. Sorry, I feel like I'm moving this thing around, Shelby. But, (laughs) so, the next part of that scripture going on is we're on to 22. So, 422 in Proverbs. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So, that word, unwrap, it means to 
discover. It means to dive in and immerse yourself in the word of God. And it says farther, farther into Proverbs that it's God's, God conceals a matter, but it's the, the something of a king to seek it out. Cody, I'm like looking at you. <laughs> something like that. It's his job to seek it out. Um, and that's what we're to do with the scripture too. Because I mean, I... Like anybody, I can read these words and be like, oh, I didn't get anything. Like, (laughs) cool, I read my proverb for the day. Because there is 31 proverbs, one for every day of the month. Or every day of the, yeah, every day of the month. (laughs) Did I say that right? Sorry, y'all. But I'll read it and just be like, I didn't get anything from that. But when I like slow down and look at it, and I look at these words like I'm going to do a message, I will get so much more out of it. And sometimes, yeah, like, look up, look up words, look up definitions. I love that. And I learned that from Pastor Darren. He's a big definition guy. Um, but something that Lynette told me, which I thought this was so good, is when we get, when we read something and it speaks to us and it speaks to our situation, sometimes we don't need to act on it right away. We don't need to make a post about it. We don't need to, like, be like, oh, well, this is for my... Friend, I need to share this word with her. Sometimes we just need to sit with it. And we need to just let God, like, maybe we won't hear anything right that moment or that day. But if we sit with that word that we got that we're like, oh, that hit something inside of me. He opens up so much. And so that's something that sh- Pastor Lynette told me this last year. And it's really, really helped me. Instead of just, like, ra- rashly doing something or acting on it sometimes. Because I'm that person. If I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that right now. And sometimes it's not the best timing. Um, and it's in that part of the scripture, it also talks about that it imparts true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So I look at that. I, looked at, I look at it like it's a holistic word right there. So it's talking about spiritually what it does for us, but it's also talking about that it's radiant health. And in New King James, it talks about to your flesh, it's health to your flesh. So it's physical too. And I would totally put mentally in there as well. And so it brings healing to our bodies and it brings healing to our, our mental state as well. Um, I remember when my little girl last spring, she got sick and was in the hospital. And I mean, like I dug into those healing scriptures like never before. And for me learning them, I mean, I write them out. Like I have to write stuff out for me to really learn it. And I was just looking through my journal the other day, reading those scriptures. And I'm like, man, like this is so good. It just makes me cry. Um, So going on in Proverbs uh, 4.23, we're going to, and it says, so above all, Above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. And when it says to guard, it means to defend against that which aims to hurt us. And I look at that, I kind of look at it as like a castle wall around our heart. And it's open, I mean, we always say don't put up walls to like God or anything like that. But like to guard, that's a defensive um you know, position. That's not going out and on the offensive. It is a defensive thing. And so we need to be on the lookout for like, hey, you know what? That thing that I thought was good or that thing that kind of snuck its way into my life right now or that thought that I know is not of God, I need to 
get rid of that. I need to get it out or I need to say no to it or I need to remove it from my life right now because it's not, it's not good. It's, it's not helping me guard my heart, right? And one thing that God's been showing me is that we are not victims, right? We really aren't. Like if we have Jesus on the inside of us in this life, we can overcome anything. And I know there may be some people going through some really hard stuff right now, but like God's with you. And even though it might not turn out the way that you want it to, in the end, he makes all things good. So I just want to say that to anybody that maybe is going through that, because I think we've all been there. Um, And uh, one of the things it says, it goes on to say, is pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. So one of those, one of the symptoms of your innermost being not being good or not being healthy is complaining. It's finding all the things wrong with everything going on around you. And um, a while back, God gave this to me or either somebody else spoke it and I'm like claiming that it was God because it sounded like God, but <laughs> that complaining is the language of the enemy. It is not the way that God talks. It's not the way that Jesus talked. Complaining is not what a child of God should be operating in. And it's not a attitude of what can I do in this situation to help or to overcome this, right? Um, it's not the, the attitude of somebody that's overcoming. And I heard this story the other day and it hit me really hard. So during the Vietnam War, they there was this prison on Vietnam. It was the Viet, Viet Cong that had this, this prison. And they called it the Hanoi Hilton. And it's basically um, cages that they kept these men in. And they said that they were only like two foot by like four foot cages. And they were cramped in there and they were in there with multiple other men. And I mean, they did everything in there. They did not get out during the day. Like that is where they lived and slept and did everything in. And this man, he, um, he went, got, he was able to get released and come home and wrote a book about it. Um, and I wish I could remember his name. I'm sorry. But he talked about being in this cage with these other men. And there were things that these other men would do that they would do like snoring or whatever, picking their nose. I don't know, like all these things that would drive him crazy. I mean, anybody, anybody in a small amount of room, like even just going to a hotel room with people that you don't exactly know, you're like, oh, that drives me nuts. Like the hair on the sink, like pick it up, like so gross. But he came up with this attitude is that the reason that I'm annoyed is my fault. It's not their fault. It's not what they're doing that is the problem, it's because I'm allowing myself to be annoyed by it. And I mean, he had every right to be annoyed or to not be happy. But like he had to, he had to take on this mindset that, you know what? This is what I can control. I can make shift some like earplugs to put in my ears out of whatever on the ground so I don't hear him snoring. I can just ignore him when he acts like this or does these things or whatever. And I was just like, wow, what? 
a really great mindset from somebody that was living in pure hell on earth. Like, that's so amazing. And I just wanted to share that with you tonight, girls, because I feel like that is like the life, the world that we're living in right now is like, we get offended very easily. We get mad very easily. We get, and we have, I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on in this world, but we have the choice of what we're going to do with it. Are we going to let it uh, put us in a bad mood? Are we going to let it take us off farther off a path that God's trying to take us on? Because you know what? That path that God's trying to take on, it's not full of hate. It's not full of division. It's not full of angry, all of these different things. So we can, we can fight the good fight, but we need to be doing it God's way and not fighting that fight with darkness, with evil, with what the, the way the world's going to fight it, right? Um, <clears throat> and it goes on to say, avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. And like, <clears throat> this is something that always like hits me a little hard because um, we need to understand his words for what they say and not change them into what makes us feel better. <laughs> we don't need to compromise the word of God to make us be like, well, I don't do that. Well, I don't do it that bad. Or that's not, I don't really do that. You know, like, I don't know about you, but I do that. <laughs> that's not me. He's not talking about me. But like we do, we need to take the words and like be like, hmm, dishonest speech and pretentious words and what all that encompasses. So are we surrounding ourselves with lies and words that are not what God says about us, our family, our world, his creation, right? Like it's hard. It's hard, y'all. Like it's hard to look at somebody that you disagree with on every single front and be like, the person's still made in the image of God and supposed to be nice to him and love him. Like it's really hard. But if we don't, what are we doing? We're hypocrites. My mom's over here laughing. Her and her little Facebook were <laughs> I love you guys. Um, so anyways, that's where I was going with that. But we adapt to the environment, the environment that we spend the most time in. Like if you think about it, we really do adapt to, to the environment that we spend the most time in. If you came, if you grew up in a totally different kind of church and then came to our church and we do things different, eventually you adapted else you wouldn't be here anymore. Right. Or you'd be causing major issues. You wouldn't like that. We don't have like I don't know, a cross on the wall or something like that. I don't know. But I'm just saying that we really do adapt to the environment that we spend the most time in. So are we spending the most time in an environment that is not God's best, right? Is it not where we're getting, you know, fed the word of God or being encouraged by other people? And sometimes we have to work in an environment that's not all of those things. And I'm not saying, like, quit your job and leave it. But you know what? In habits in the inside of you, you bring the kingdom of God wherever you go, right? By the words you speak, by the way that you love people, by the way that you talk to people around you. So bring that environment, that kingdom of God environment, to wherever you're going. Because if those people spend enough time in your environment, things will change. I guarantee it. I've seen it happen. And it's so, so good. Um, so just to close up, we as women are the gatekeepers many times to our families and our homes, right? So I believe that we just need to be diligent in where we're getting the filling of our cups. 
Are we only doing it when we read the scripture on Facebook or Instagram? Or are we doing it because we're diving into the word of God and abiding in it? And I'm not saying you got to spend hours in this, but man, when you do read it, like if you don't understand something, Google is so easy. Like I Google the heck out of this book, right? It's so easy to get into it or talk to somebody. Hey, have you read this scripture? Does this make sense to you? Like me and Emily go that all the time. Like, tell me what that means. And okay, ask questions. Um, and this is, I'm speaking this to myself because again, I've been going a million miles an hour for the last month and a half. And being busy isn't always better. A lot of times it's a distraction from God's best. And it's also an excuse for a lack of discipline and prioritizing in my life, to be honest. Like, I need to probably say no to more than I say yes to because I am a people pleaser. <laughs> and I do that a lot. And a lot of times it's, we're, we're just on this path and we think we're doing all these amazing good things, which we are, but it might not be God's best for our life, right? So sometimes just saying no and stripping it all down and I told Ashley, I was like, gosh, I can't wait until there's like a huge snowstorm and I'm just like stuck in my house for like two or three days. I'm like, come on, snow, because I just like need to not be going. <laughs> just as long as I have power. <laughs> I want power. <laughs> Bring on the snow, but I want to keep my power. <laughs> um, but just in all of that, just give him your time. And that could be like the best investment that you make in your life. It, it is the best inv- investment that you can make in your life. Um, and I, again, like I said, I'm preaching this to myself. And if you see me like next week and you're like, Candace, you talked about this and you are like totally overwhelmed and freaking out again. Um, you can remind me of that. Okay. So, all right. Well, I want to, I, I want to pray over this too. Okay. And then we're going to get the mugs and I've got a special little like exercise that we're going to do with those mugs. So, all right. I'm not going to make you pray over anybody right in front of me. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. Father God, I just thank you again for all the ladies tonight. God, I pray over this season of our lives, father, that you would just fill our cups, um, that you would just that we would hear you beckoning us to you, that we would stop what we're doing and that we would just sit there with you and that we wouldn't get distracted by the things in our life or our to-do list or anything else, Father, that we would just sit back and get to just spend that time with you because you are sitting there waiting, God, and you don't have to, but you want to. And Father, I just thank you. And I just pray for um, that quickening in all of our spirits that we want to because we get to spend time with you, Father. We just thank you for that, God. And I pray for anybody that maybe has been reading the word of God and it's, and it's felt stale because we, you know, haven't dove into it deeper, Father. I just pray for um, just a refreshing of that, Father. And I just pray for a stirring up of that, that hunger for your word, God. And I just thank you so much. I thank you for the diligent ladies that go forth that show us how to do life well, Father. And I thank you for those in my life, God. And I just pray that if, if there's a woman in here that doesn't have that, Father, that she can find that. Um, because that is such a, such a good thing to have in our lives, Lord. We just love you, and we just thank you so much, God, for everything. In Jesus' name, amen.